0: Hello and welcome to Women's Wellness with Loose Inspiration Podcast. I am your host, Lucy Catino, Ladies, this is your safe space where we discuss everything women's wellness. Let's dive in and start to peel back the layers. I am super happy today because I get to introduce my special guest, Sherry Mintz, a single mother who has decided to go against societal, cultural, and religious norms in order to gain her own wholeness and happiness as a woman and mother a veteran of the U.S. Air Force her strength knows no bounds let's dive in as Sherry shares her journey to creating her own box to check Sherry welcome to the show how are you feeling today
1: hi Lucy I'm feeling really well I'm over here in Europe, so it's a little bit later than out there in
0: California and colder. Colder. But it's Sunday. I, I yes. can't <laughs> say I missed that or want to be a part of that, but, um, but Europe <laughs> is amazing. You know, I took a trip to Paris, um, London last yes. year, and it was a little cold. I think it was like in their springtime. So it's just yes. the culture, the food, the people. I mean, it's just a beautiful um, a beautiful experience. And we are very much connected to Europe, being Cape Verdean. So before we Absolutely. dive into the question and why we're really here, I do want to ask you, how how is the experience like living in Europe? Being a woman of color, um, of Cape Verdean descent? I'm curious. It's been
1: Absolutely life-changing and amazing. Every aspect of it made me wish I would have done it sooner. Um, and being a woman of color out here is, especially the cities and the main places that I've, go- I've gone to, has not even been a, a topic, really. Um, not even as much so as in the U.S. Actually, it comes up in topics more out here as, why does the U.S. focus on mm-hmm. this? Because as you stated, Europe has a big African connection and still does with a lot of territories still not even being released within Africa. There's a lot of Africans um, from the Congolese, Senegal, um, all over the place from the Middle East. And I have cousins in Paris and the Netherlands that are all Cape Verdean and our families went to the States. They went to Europe and, you know, so it's just like big curly hair everywhere and you know, mm-hmm. nice brown skin. I love it. Especially in Paris. It was it was amazing. That's great. And I'm glad so, that, yeah, it's
0: um, yeah, I'm glad that you're having a, a beautiful experience. That's really refreshing to hear. So thank you for sharing that. I was really curious and I'm sure that um other people are curious as well. So let's just dive into the questions. You know, you're um sure. just a superwoman. I'm just really impressed and encouraged <laughs> by your journey. I've been um Following for quite some time, we actually met through a mutual friend years years ago in d c and here yes. we are today and and I think what really connected us um you and I is our love and passion for women's wellness and you know really telling our Absolutely. stories and healing through that process and I know you have just yes. a, incredible um, uh, insights to share. So this is why it's really an honor, and um, and I thank you for your time here today. So the first question I had for you, Sherry, is, um, what what inspired your decision to join the U.S. Air Force, and how was that experience like? You being um, a woman of color, a woman even in in, in the um, in the armed forces.
1: Well, um, just as background, because you were mentioning Cape Verdean is, so you know from New Bedford originally my we moved to California when I was twelve actually, and left Massachusetts and you know, besides being the the oldest girl in the family and both sides, and my dad was also is also a preacher, a pastor, and and he's a therapist, there was just a lot that was like expected of me, and I felt a lot of pressure being the oldest girl, and there was a lot of things with me that was pretty rebellious, just to put it plainly, and so one of the things with the Air Force, which I'm kind of glad I had that rebellious spirit, because one of the things that I realized was I can't really be controlled if I'm making my own money and my own decisions, and so because I kind of wanted to do that right away, I looked at really the best options for me, and it wasn't just going to university right away and accumulating debt it was like let me start making money get into a career path and put myself through um college but it was a very very planned out thing for me i wanted in and i wanted out and i kind of planned that whole thing and i picked the air force because they had the highest rates of uh, bachelor's degrees and educations out of the the armed forces and that's what i wanted to do was establish myself in in something and i developed my whole career as that that it took three years of my whole entire life but it it gave me the platform for the rest of my career that I've been in for 22 years. So, wow. Yeah, was, that's was amazing.
0: So overall, how was that experience like being in that, in that field of work? So
1: <clears throat> I write contracts, write and negotiate contracts for governments. And that's what I was doing, even starting in the air force with aircraft parts and different things like that. Um, and Because it still was the military and I mentioned my rebelliousness, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I I did not like being controlled. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like being controlled. And I'm glad I made the decision to kind of go in and out and use it to my advantage. But it was just one of those things in me that I didn't, you know, and I was the youngest, the rookie, and I got volunteered for many horrible things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was just like one of those things where you had to go up the ranks but you know that's what you're there for so I appreciated it and I actually there was like some old old older men Mm -hmm. like master chiefs the retired that kind of took me under their wing and they realized Um, also I do know what I come with. I look younger than I am. So even at 18, I looked even younger. I know it's a pretty face. (laughs) So I have to actually approach my work totally different. And they are the ones that taught me that these older men, they were like, watch how you conduct yourself as a woman, make sure you're always gaining your respect first. And they taught me those things. So they were actually really protective of me and they gave me the right way to grow up in the military and having that guidance of being a woman in a male dominated industry. So it was a good experience for me all the way around. No,
0: that sounds amazing. And thank you for sharing that because I was actually anticipating a completely different answer than that. So <laughs> that just made me smile. Thank you. And that's good. And, and, and yeah. I salute those men because we need them. We need their support. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And they were all
1: dads and mm-hmm. girls and they just kind of really just kind of felt for me immediately. And. And they were like, let's show you the ropes. And I'm, yeah, grateful forever because it taught me how to conduct myself the rest of my career.
0: Absolutely. Beautiful. Now, this brings me to the next question I had. What inspired your passion in your work for women's health and wellness? Because I know that you're really intense about that. Um, Was there a moment in in your life or a situation that kind of like sparked that intensity for you?
1: Yes. um, Basically... It all started pretty young for me. Um, it was more as a teenager, and I was always one of those teenagers, very very typical, especially of the nineties, misunderstood. And you know, and you probably are familiar mm-hmm. as a lot of people that are your listeners, going to church three to four times a week, and it was just like doing things very different than a lot of my friends in California at the time, and I felt trapped and. And there was just a lot of these things that I felt misunderstood as a, you know, as a young teenage girl, especially from, you know, kind of being raised by our older generation, Cape Verdean family, and being an American girl. I just yeah, like, that's a
0: lot felt- going on. Like to me, it's like yeah, um, and I do struggle with that a lot too because it's like, where do I fit in? And you know, it's right. funny you said that word misunderstood because I always think back to Nina Simone. Like literally, I would yes. play that song. <laughs> every day (laughs) you know because it made me feel some sort of like okay so there's somebody else out here with this same feeling and trying to understand what that actually means so I get that
1: yeah totally and because my dad was always a big influence he still is in my life he was a therapist and a family counselor outside of everything else he did for work and with the church and it was just something that I always was intrigued with but I had an amazing opportunity i think more we were one of the like kind of study group schools they did this peer counseling program and i'm still in touch with my teacher he's still like he influenced my life so much and his name's uh john pickering Mm -hmm. but he's he was one of the founders and it was just like basically where teens help other teens and instead of you know suspending people for fights they put somebody like me and you would do i got trained basically you know psychology full like almost university level psychology based programs we did this for three years we we maintained training but we actually were the therapists and the counselors two other teenagers oh wow we did the yeah we did the mediation between the two parties that were fighting no grown-ups in the room and we had the best results people you know walked out of the rooms h- hugging shaking hands because a lot of times it was people being misunderstood or yeah. like you know this yeah. group you know you you are parts of two different groups and it was You know, my my high school was basically like clueless. (laughs) Yeah, it was like very cliquish. And um, but they were real, real problems, pregnancies, so many things like we were fighting even in the 90s with like, you know, um, a lot of things where debates were going on about abstinence versus this in the schools and all kind of things where nobody knew where to go and they trusted other teenagers. So it gave me a passion for other people then. But we counseled each other and they're still some of my closest friends that we were in that three year program together because we went through the worst together. Like I, you know, and it's not to just take a deep dive, but I had some major things happen even myself, like rape and other things in high school that these people helped me through. And that gave me my passion even back then because it was like, people do not, they need to be educated about what to do in certain circumstances. They really, women need to know their rights. They need to understand, you know, and that's where it started. It was like a big passion then because I got mistreated and misunderstood in that horrible situation. And I was like, I don't want this happening to other women. So that's really where it started. And it started around
0: 15. Wow. So It's yeah. been happening for a long time. That's beautiful. I do love that. Yeah. And um, I love that you actually, as a teenager, try to find um, solutions, resolutions to, to get to the bottom of what, because we are being misunderstood, especially at that age. We're all trying to figure ourselves out you know and um yeah. so that that's a beautiful way to handle that um now you have been traveling the world as a single mom you have a beautiful daughter which is now in her <laughs> 20s like who would believe no that? no she don't don't uh, age me don't I, age I'm me trying she will 19. be 19 in april oh, okay 19 she <laughs> She'll Good. be 19 in april good almost (laughs) almost there not quite but that but it's just so fascinating um to see your relationship too and um and I know that you were a single mom and um how was that journey challenging for you especially and you had mentioned that you did take her with you when um traveling and and tell me a little bit about that because she is a, a a young woman as well how do you Um, try to cultivate your own wellness while also you have this uh, a young lady and trying to cultivate that for her
1: but there are a lot of things and as soon as I found out I was having a girl that changed my mindset about a lot about how I was going to conduct myself Mm, as mm -hmm. a woman and being an example for her like from things for me never and people my sisters know me as being kind of like body con- conscious and all of this. Other stuff. I never even discussed my weight around her. Like I changed my thought patterns and everything about how the message I wanted to give her in my life. And because I was going to be that example, regardless of her personality and, um, and the results, are. I mean, right now, because of all the traveling and everything I've exposed her to, she's in South Africa right nice. now at an internship at a lion sanctuary. She's not afraid to get out there and, whatever. But one of the things for me was exposing her to the world and letting her feel how small things are. And it's always been a household of compassion and being able to always love and be like in always the understanding of differences and not be like in those those worlds. Like everybody always says, like we can raise that generation that does better. And that was one of my goals with her. She's on borrow time. The majority of her life is not going to be in my care. And my thing was, I want to raise and an amazing adult. And I always say to my friends and I'm not going to swear, but I was like, I don't want to raise an a-hole. I was like, I yeah. want to like my kid. I want my kid to be a contributing part of society. Absolutely. And I want her to be Absolutely. respectful and still be a big part, you know, the Cape Verdean culture, I'm still, she was still with my grandparents in New Bedford for like half the summer. She still learned all of these things that, you know, but it was to help her become a whole person so she can have the most choices and opportunities. Yeah. Um. And that's the way I looked at it with her. So bringing her over, there were definitely times in our lives where it was challenging for me, but my biggest goal, and I'm not afraid to apologize to her because I'm human, but my biggest goal was to never let her see that and not let the pace of my life dictate the pace of hers. If she needed, if I was late for work and she, one day she was discovering her cold breath for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's I had to stop and let her do that. I had to let like her experience life without it like me tainting it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I never spoke. About, I never spoke badly about her dad. Everybody everything with her was gonna be her own self discovery, but it's not gonna be painted with the brush that I decided to paint for her.
0: Oh my goodness. So that's it. So... Of... That's that's huge. <laughs> Say that again, please, because seriously because and i'm always carefully watching myself like is this am i saying this to my children based on my own fears based on my own right. experiences and sometimes right. i do i mean just to be honest right and we want to be careful to do that and i'm so god and when i that.
1: do when in when i am very like very much where I feel like I'm just being mom kind of irrational and I just have feelings about things and your teen or your kid may not get it. I literally will tell her, look, this is, this is just a gut feeling. I'm very honest with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's it from the time she was little. I'm like, if you're old enough to ask the question, you're old enough to hear an appropriate age appropriate real answer though. Absolutely. And I'm going to explain to her in, she was head of mind very much like me. It wasn't no, because I said so, because it's just going to be like, well, why? And I'm going to find out myself. I gave her the reasons why. And she may not have to like it all, but you're going to understand my thought process with what it is and the lesson I'm trying to teach you, what, it you know, all of that. But it's going to be, I explain it, but it's yeah. not going to be like just fully opinionated. She's allowed to have opinions. She gives me her thoughts on things. You know, there was there was a time when she I let I let her even choose her punishment for things that she did wrong because it gave her time to think about everything that she did. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. usually would give herself worse punishments than I would have mm-hmm, given her.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, so it's just, you know, it's forcing her to think and moving her to Europe. It showed her how small, especially Brussels. Yeah. It's The, you know, the capital of Europe, NATO's there, the EU. Um in one small town, like the size of D.C., there's like 350 nations. So she was able to see how small the world was in just a short amount of time and gain a bigger compassion, a huge circle of friends. It pushed her out socially. She forced her to actually be culturally aware mm-hmm, Not everybody mm-hmm. is like where you came from. Not everybody has the same things you have. And, you know, gave her a whole different outlook Yeah, that she's told me about. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. And look, it it actually worked out and it does work out. Um so what what inspirational message would you have for other moms and single moms in particular? What would that be? I don't like to use the word advice because, you know, yeah. but just an inspirational message that you would... Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I think, like I said, I think I've said a few of them already, which is, you know, basically don't let the rest of your life influence the pace of your child. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much discovery that they have and there's so many things that they want to learn. And I wanted, I wanted to be one of the biggest people and influences on her because of how I approached life. I wanted her to like experience things with me. Yeah. And like I always tell her, because we've been a team and that single mom thing, it's like we, that's what I always formed was teamwork in our house it was never punishments you like we are contributing to this house that's why we do chores together i didn't force we are doing things together we you know everything with her was very inclusive like in her growing up like she had (laughs) she knew she knew exactly what it was homework was not punishment it was to teach you how to think by yourself on your own with you know that's these were the messages i gave i wanted her to think of things alternatively and open her mind about how things could benefit her instead of it being like, well, well. yeah, like feeling like a punishment
0: or something like, oh, I have yeah. to do this, yeah, have to, do yeah, this. yeah, do and, it because this you know, is the- why it's good to do it, you know, right. I teach you how to think mm-hmm. on your
1: own, but it happens when you're doing that test, like you don't have your friends to talk to or your teacher, and. You know, and the other thing was, is that I was strict growing up. I was very regimented. You know, we we had so much fun and I made sure we made I money was very tight. So I found free things, the beach, the park, Mm -hmm. you know, like instead of buying one season, like buying one ticket to like Six Flags, I realized I could get a season pass for less than two. So that would be like something I could do basically for free for the rest of the summer. I had like my little, you know, my little mom hacks that I could do with her and you know, it, for me, it was just, it was great. So just get creative with how you interact with your kid because they just want that time. And that's really what it is. And like I was saying, just realize your kid is on
0: borrowed time. It is not yours. (laughs) Yeah. It is not yours. It's not. And that was the hardest lesson I had to learn as a mom. It's like, you know, no, they're not mine. They don't belong to me. And eventually Um, I like to say we release them back into the universe and we allow them to, um, then and just, we equip them as much as we can and we instill in them morals and values and, and, and we just hope and, and, and pray that it sticks and they carry that with them and that's all you can do. Right. So, um.
1: Yeah. And I was strict with her young because basically when they become teenagers, I did less parenting.
0: Mm-hmm. And like
1: where a lot of people want to start putting the controls down more. I was now it's guidance. Time. guidance now you're yeah. going to have to learn how to think mm-hmm. on your own. You're going to have to learn how to navigate the situation when this drunk per- person comes and mm-hmm, hits on mm-hmm. you. You're going to have to like there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to do when I'm yeah. not around. But I prepared her and as a mom. Guess what? We forget about ourselves. I did not prepare myself. Yeah. I was depressed for three months. When she left yeah, out. that's real. That's real. I, because it is just her and I as a team. And I had her so young too. I was never alone. And I was all of a sudden going into my house. And I was like, do nobody's yeah. here. It's super quiet. And then I'm realizing she's like my best friend Aww. too now. Like we've gotten to that point. So it's just been like, I'm not going to cook by myself. I'm laughing on my own. And I was such a mess. Yeah. So I would say like mom get find things to do when you start going through that phase of like em- like empty nesting and get into your hobbies and other things like that that you can actually start establishing more and get yourself excited about a new life that you can have. No, it's
0: true. And that's <laughs> and, that's a transition yeah. and transitions are often yeah. can can feel difficult. So, yeah, that's just part of the part of the journey. That's beautiful. Wow. Um so we, I wanted to ask one last question too. Was um, checking our own box? What yes. as a woman, what does that mean to you? What does that look like?
1: Well, I always say, like to my friends, even in my relationships with a man, I'm going to create my own boxes to check. There's not going to be like this preprint printed list of how to conduct yourself in the scenario. A lot of people aren't single mothers. A lot of people. I've divorced a lot of people are not in my circumstance to say this is how you should be in this circumstance. I know that I'm educating myself and I'm never I hope I never stop growing and expanding. But at the same time, I'm going to be able to I'm going to create the path that is going to be the most beneficial for my life. Like I want to help that in my thought process by everything in my life. I want to make positive enough so that more positive things come my way. And, or at least like what I was telling you, what I did with my daughter is look at how this can benefit you instead of the other way around. And all, all of that for me is just like, you create the path that you want to lead. There were so many things, like I said, I got divorced in a religious family. And like, as with being the oldest girl, when women don't leave their yeah. men, I did that. And I was just like, look, my, my whole wholeness helped me, like my, mind being healthy, my body as a result being healthier, because my mind's healthier. I can't be even a great mom, unless I'm a whole woman. My I need to leave the situation. And I had people not talk to me anymore. I I mean, so many things that that go wrong when you choose your you first. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and it's like the same thing with my career. Oh, my goodness, you you can just pick up and leave and go to Europe. And what about your family? And what about this? I look at technology right now. Look at flights i mean i was like no i'm not gonna just do things based on fear what you what i should be doing as a single mom and that's what i mean Is like if it's if it's challenging and it's risky it's yeah. scary and that's what i always say and what do i do like what like the worst that can happen is i i fall on my face in somebody else's eyes i don't think i would view it as a failure for me but i'd fall on my face and i pick myself back up in off and i keep moving but yeah because there are really lessons things.
0: it depends on how right. you look at it yeah and it's growth. Yeah. So if Europe doesn't
1: work out, I come back to the yeah. States and look at, I had, you know, three and a half amazing years of of travel and meeting new friends and all of that. And if it comes to an end, then it comes, you know, my life move, moves on into something different. So it's just about challenging yourself to take steps and do take that job, take that dance class. Do the little things that actually create that happiness in you that you can then give to your kids and your family and, you know, your partner, all of that stuff. You you have to be able to to cultivate that for yourself. And if you're just stuck doing the same things that you're expected to every day, it's usually not what you're that's where most people are in a spin cycle of basically, you know, kind of being down and more depressed in our society. It's because they always feel like they should be doing more. Well, do do more. And that's been my thing. Somebody said, oh, because I might take a job out in back in the States and do some work out here in Europe. And they were like, well, where's your base yeah. going to be? And I'm like, both places. And they were like, what? And I said, when have you known me to take to keep one house? And I'm not joking. I'm talking about renting as a single mom. I would live in D.C. and Florida because I wanted both hosts. I wanted I wanted the sunshine and the, and I paid less rent than one, my one apartment in D.C., splitting it up that way. I just learned how to yeah. do it in a way how that you was learn smart. How to do it. I was like, you yeah. take two hours on. Yeah, you take two hours on the highway. I took two hours on a plane.
0: It's yeah. no big
1: deal. But my thing, was is, is you can't tell me I can't do it when I
0: can figure out a way to do yeah. it. <laughs> and and yeah. you can't always try to figure it out. And I think that's, that's a beautiful trait that you have. And maybe that started from you having to figure things out. And so, see, going back to those situations, circumstances, they were all lessons. It's like working those Absolutely. muscles that now – you can use and utilize in your everyday life. And I think that's important. That's that's empowering because I know we go through things and sometimes we feel like, oh my goodness, helpless and hopeless, but what, yes. take that, what are you going to do with those lessons? How are you going to exactly. transform your life and you're doing it? And that's why we're here talking about it because I want other women to know and to hear what, this situation whatever you're going through right now it can change it can get better yes. and you are empowered to do so so
1: yeah and if you don't learn from those lessons you can they will be repeated yeah. and i repeated Absolutely. so many of them before i was like okay duh Um, the common denominator here i'm the one that's messing this up and and if you don't like they said those those failures in air quotation, like mm-hmm. they really are about what not to do and how to actually make your life yep. better and how to give yourself more peace and happiness. So I want to learn them quicker. I'm like somebody that I'm like, oh, I'm sad and I just want to cry. Her, I want to hurry up and yeah, cry. Yeah. Don't <laughs> like, kind like of go not through the process. Like,
0: <laughs> too for too long. And we do get better yeah, at exactly. that. We do get better at that. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. So where can um, people find you and join your mission and, and just be on this empowerment, just beautiful journey with you. Tell us because they will not regret it. I absolutely enjoy seeing your travel like just yeah. you know, like a journal almost. You know, it's very, it's very um yes. inspirational. So
1: well, I did like I set this up so long ago and my parents probably so embarrassed, but my <laughs> my Instagram is one hot creola. And, um, <laughs> the K. and I can send it to you so you could put it on there and then Sherry Men, uh, Mendes, M-E-N-D-E-S, of course, um, on uh-huh. Facebook, but it's one of those things where I think I'm going to actually, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier. I had started a women's uh, support group called Sisters Supporting Sisters a while ago with one of my best friends and my sister. And we've been talking about doing a few more things, um, and my sister actually just started uh, her, own, her own podcast, Christina, and, and she's on um, here he- Healing. Nice. So she just did this last week herself. And I was like, look at how connected everything is because it's just like, it's just popping back up again. It, in my is. Life, it where, is. Yeah, and, and it's coming from multiple directions. So I haven't focused on it as much as I've been asked to lately. So I'm going to actually get on that and probably in one of those medias do something a little bit more, less us one hot criolla and a little, bit, <laughs> a
0: little bit more or something with well-being holistically something nice so <laughs> maybe that's the next phase so we go through phases right so that yes, is exactly the next phase but she is one hot <laughs> criolla. I, I definitely <laughs> agree she definitely is so that's not we're not taking that away from you absolutely <laughs> not so, so yes that's where we can um join you do please join this fascinating woman who's like a superhero to me. Cause like your journey is just fascinating. <laughs> so before I let you go, I do like to dive even deeper with three last questions. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so the first one, if you were to write yourself a love letter, how would you begin?
1: Yeah. This is an interesting <laughs> question because I think that's one of the things that we miss a lot is love, loving ourselves. And, and when you said that to me, I was like, man, I started out really, because I'm super sarcastic and I was going to be like, what are you doing? But now I thought about it more and it was just like, basically this crazy life of yours with all of the pain and change is only creating a warrior that can take on the world. So use your pain and turn it into strength. It's okay to feel down. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say no, and it's okay to protect yourself so keep it going and that's kind of where I left it (laughs) and it
0: is it is and it's okay and I'm glad that you changed how you started that letter because oftentimes that's actually how we're talking to ourselves Mm -hmm. and I always catch myself because I'm like do you talk to your friend like that Would you talk to your partner like that? Would you talk to your children like that? So why am I talking to myself like that? Right. So I do love that you did change that language and that energy. So very important. So the second question, what is your personal why? That one thing that keeps you going every day?
1: So mine is probably split. And as a mom, you probably understand that because it's like, my daughter is my world, my everything. So I I feel and I've told her this before that she saved my life because I probably would have been depressed or gone through certain things if I didn't know and have her little in her big presence now actually keeping me going. And then the other thing, because I I am like they said, kind of somebody that I don't like things controlling me and my destiny and what mood I'm in or anything. I don't like people sucking that or anything sucking that energy from me. That's one of the things that I really keep going because I never want those circumstances or that person or whatever to actually be in control of that energy of mine. So it's something that really pushes me to like change my mindset, stay more positive, like, you know, deal with that crazy boss, whatever, because I'm like, they're not gonna they're not gonna dictate this. They're not gonna dictate my energy.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Very important not to give away that, that power. Cause that's a lot of power, you know? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So one last question. Um, what would you like to leave behind when this journey is over with?
1: So <clears throat> for me and anybody that knows me, it's, I am a bit of a party girl. Like I am a big, I love joy dancing and laughter and that's what I want like regardless and people um, and we may talk a little bit more in some other circumstances, but I've gone through some really, really dark and deep moments in life. And the one thing is my love of life and my gratefulness for having this life has pushed me to always dance through Mm -hmm. it. And I want, and was like, and if you, if there's anything, I want people to dance, like, you know, at my funeral or whenever I leave, I want them to have at least one more last dance for me. And I want them, I want my, life to basically just help influence others in that positive state of being grateful and joyful in even the toughest moments because you're here yeah so
0: I love that yeah dance your way through it because dancing (laughs) and movement movement like I remember being a little girl and always wanting to dance like I love music I love to move and you know when me I too. do that it makes me so happy and free yes and and yes so I love that just dance your way through life seriously yep that's a beautiful message yep. Wow, what a way to end this beautiful conversation. <laughs> I'm just so enthralled by you. And so I, I thank you Aww. so much. For well, it.
1: I just thank mm-hmm. you so much, because you really the same thing. I've been watching you. And it's amazing actually seeing, you know, another woman, you know, our age just really being another inspiration for other women out there. And even to me, and I've passed on your stuff to many of my friends. And I think it's, it's great. And i I was totally flattered and kind of blown away when you asked me this because I just didn't even think that was something you would consider of me. So I really thank you. No, thank that. you.
0: This this message will <laughs> um I'm sure it will resonate definitely resonate. So I do thank you so much for taking this time to be here with me today and to sharing your wealth of knowledge and and journey with with my listeners. And I'm sure we'll be talking again. And um you enjoy yes. your Europe, you know, Europe is amazing. And, and I know you are. Yes. I know you're dancing through it. Um, And I'll be yes. here watching. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so until the next time, <laughs> right. we'll be in touch. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank and to my listeners, remember, you are the most important person in your life. Stay well. I'm sending you all so much love. And please do share this episode with anyone that you feel that this message will resonate with. Until the next time.